Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And with me today is Merit Khan, who is a CEO and founder of Select Sales Development, a company that teaches people how to close deals to increase their bottom line exponentially. Merit created the Open for Business Framework, a three-part process framework that gives sales teams the tools and guidance necessary to shift their mindset and approach every opportunity as a possible sale. With over two decades of experience as a sales strategist, having worked with large corporations and numerous industries, Merit understands the struggle to reach aggressive sales goals. I love talking with salespeople because you just can't shut us up. Merit, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Happy to be here. So I would like to hear a little bit about your background. So being a sales strategist, right? I think that that is a more particular skill than just being a sales person, right? You know, someone who just uh, starts out, you know, it's like, I'm going to make 50 cold calls a day, or I'm going to send a bunch of emails or, you know, solution selling type services. You know, these are all different types of sales, but you know, if you don't have a strategy behind what it is that you're actually trying to sell, you are doing yourself and your company a disservice. Can you please tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to be so awesome at this. <laughs> well, thank you. I Yes, absolutely. I've always been in sales, sales management, training, coaching, consulting. I was a, I started in the radio business. I put myself through training programs and then I thought, hmm, maybe I could do that instead. So it was really never a question of what was I going to do with my life? It was more a question of what was I going to sell in my life? Because I just grew up in a family of sales professionals and taking over as CEO for Select Sales Development, which uh, happened a couple of years ago, was really an opportunity to look and see all of the different things that I had trained and coached and consulted on over the years and really make look like throw out all of the material and make it actually audition to get back into uh, my current methodology. And so I I had maybe gotten a little bit sort of in a groove with some of the things that I used to train. But then when everything changed after the pandemic, it was like biz- people were doing business differently. It was a great time to really freshen up your sales process, your strategy, your skills, your action plans, because we were doing business differently now. And I took that opportunity to do that for myself, for my own business, while I was helping my clients do that for their businesses. And that's when I developed really the open for business framework. And that's, I think, our secret sauce. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about this framework. So open for business is, first of all, great name, 
right? Because it, it's really to the point and it tells you exactly what it is, you know, that you're going to do. But talk to me a little bit about this framework and why you feel that it works, you know, for sales teams, uh, large and small. Oh, being open for business is more than being open for business hours and available to transact business. Really being open for business in the truest sense is an action and it's an attitude. So it's being in motion and it's also mindset. And I think that distinction really gives people a greater understanding of how important they are in being able to to transact and to grow business. So it kind of came all about when I was working from home as we were all doing, and I still do. I've always, I've always had a home office. I, I love having that home base, but I remember just feeling very trapped and I went to the local, you know, outdoor mall near my home and I was just driving down the street street and all the businesses were closed, all the signs on the door, closed, 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 closed for business. And I watched this guy come out of his shop. He literally flipped the sign outside the door and the sign said open for business. You know, you ever have one of those moments, Jeff, where it was like the heavens open, a great light shines down upon you. The angels start singing and you're just like, ah. and that was sort of this moment because I reckon like it was like instantaneous. I'm like, oh, He's open for business. I want to buy whatever he's got. I don't care what is in that shop. And I never really knew that I wanted a 40-gallon aquarium, but I was in that store. Like, show me what you got. And it was his attitude when I walked in. It was, come sit down, talk with me. I'm so excited that you're here. And, you know, and that was a, a very unique time, right? Like, It's not always going to be like coming out of a pandemic, but it was so fascinating to me observing how I was behaving because not only was his door open, but he was open for business. And I, I broke it down. Like what was magical about that experience and incorporated that into the foundation of the training that we've delivered for a number of years. One of the things that really intrigued me about our meeting is the promise that you can transform uh, transform your sales with just four words. Mm. And I'm dying to know what those four <laughs> words are. Well, uh, if you are watching live, you can see them in my background. I have a pillow in, always in my office because I'm on Zoom meetings all the time. And it says, are you open to? And so let me ask you a question. If I were to say to you, are you interested in learning about our offers and our solutions? Are you interested in going to this movie? Are you interested in going to this restaurant? It's very easy for you to say, no, I'm not interested. Would you say that's a fair statement? I would say that, yes, it's a fair statement. So are you interested? It sort of gives me an out yeah. to be like, uh, well, you know, maybe I'm not interested today. Or, um, you know, I can I can reply you know, just about anything else to that besides a yes or even qualified. It, it just seems like a more open-ended question to me. It's very easy to say no because being interested or not interested is no reflection on who you are in terms of your identity. But most people would like to identify themselves as somebody who's open-minded. In fact, there was a study done out of Pepperdine University and they asked people, 
to, you know, how many of you would, or would you consider yourself to be more open-minded than the average person? And 95% of respondents said yes. I don't know where you went to school, Jeff, but back in my day in old math, 95% of us could not be better than the average. The math doesn't work. So if we take that psychology, that principle of we all want to see ourselves as being open-minded and we infuse that into a sales or a leadership uh, experience, then asking that question, would you be open to having a conversation about how the solutions that we provide have you know, worked for our clients? It's very hard to say no to that because by saying no, you are admitting something about yourself that you don't want to see. Okay. Interesting. Because one of the things that I think would be transformational, right? On my LinkedIn, for example, I get bombarded every day of every week of people's, you know, like trying to connect with me and I've seen every pitch, right? You know, of all of them, like, Hey, you know, like how you, like the really basic ones, like, how are you doing today? And then the ones that like ask me questions about my, about my business that are really in the tagline of my LinkedIn profile, like, Seriously, dude, like you could have read that, right? You can almost smell the automation on it, yeah. right? And then when you ask the question, are you open to like, yeah, it's like, I, I think it's a friendlier and more and a more direct way to, you know, to get in, you know, to get in under their skin and also stop the scroll, you know, stop the, you know, stop the person a little bit in their tracks because like, am I interested in that service? Eh, not, you know, not really. Am I open to talking about it? Yeah, I can see where that's a little bit different. Yeah, it's it's different. And and I think it, it also depends what you follow that up with, right? You know, you can't just start with, are you open to it, uh, to hearing our, our solutions and then give the laundry list of, you know, your typical sales pitch, you know, just it's it's really, it's an opening line. It's the first step, to a closed deal is always going to be an open mind. So to the extent that you start what you're objecting to in those LinkedIn messages, and we've all gotten them, email, LinkedIn, voicemails, all of it, what we're reacting to is they just launched. They didn't get permission to give us their pitch yet. We're not open to it. They could have the best solution in the world, but because they didn't open our minds first to that possibility then we can't hear the solution. And it's a shame because there are probably some really good offers and really good people behind those automated messages, but they're missing that first step. And, you know, that's really the first step to a closed sale is always an open mind. So when you use that as your opening statement, I mean, that has got to be followed up with some kind of version of your core offer, right? You can't just go and launch right into, well, you know, like as a digital marketing agency, you know, like we do it all. We do paid ads, content marketing, social media, podcast strategy, you know, things like that, right? right. So you wouldn't just go in, well, you know, which, uh, you know, which of these menu of services do you want, right? You need to be able to tailor that into you know, it's got to lead into an elevator pitch now. Yes. And the elevator, so we don't call it an elevator pitch at, at select sales, uh, which by the way, we spell S-E-L-L-E-C-T, but we actually want you to stop selling. We want you to start getting selected. And in order to be selected, you have to speak, you have to meet your prospect where they are 
open them to a new possibility, and then ask good questions to find out if you're a good, appropriate match to do business together. And that's a very different mindset than I've got this stuff. I'm looking for people to buy my stuff. I found somebody. I'm going to now shove my stuff down your throat, right? That's old school, antiquated. No one's no one's buying that way. So we don't actually call it an elevator pitch. We like to call it your Super Bowl commercial because if you think about it, a Super Bowl commercial, how much is a Super Bowl commercial, Jeff, these days? What do you think? 50 plus. Right? Like uh, 100,000. Like what, what do you, what do you right. think? Right? So there's it, millions of dollars, right? To buy the time to produce the commercial. Every moment of that commercial is carefully crafted. Every moment, every color that every actor is wearing, every every glance of their eyeballs, everything, every word carefully scripted. I want people to know their quote unquote elevator pitch as I want you to be so grounded in it and it so connects with people. You have massaged it to the point where it is a Super Bowl commercial. If you had to pay millions of dollars every time you got to share it with somebody, even at a networking event, it would be worth it to you because you know it converts. So that's, yeah. Well, you know what's interesting about that is, let's take the idea of uh, between networking events, putting a billboard on I-95 or, or you know, buying space on a Super Bowl, you know, at a Super Bowl commercial. That is incumbent upon you to make sure that the offer that you are putting out there has got to be solid, right? How do you help people, you know, like sort of coalesce that so that it it does land with the right people, with the right messaging at the right time though? Well, the intention generally of a Super Bowl commercial or elevator pitch is not to sell the offer at the end. The intention, usually the, the design of it is interest. to pique the interest, exactly. So the way that you do that, there's there's two keys. Number one, you have to clearly identify who your best match is so that they can see themselves quickly. You know, if I if I'm say, you know, I work with entrepreneurs, small business owners, actually large companies as well, but I work with sales teams, right? So I'm giving you some places to look to to say, like, oh, I'm I'm one of those people. Great. The second thing is I want to know what the problems are, what the pains are, what those emotional hot buttons are in your world. It's not a time to tell you how I do what I do. It's not a time to unpack the open for business framework or tell you how I think we're different. None of that. None of that matters. You don't care how I do what I do until you know I understand your world. So I work with entrepreneurs. They're great at what they do. They're super frustrated because it should be way easier to close business than it is. They're getting all their digital marketing, all their marketing is working. They're getting these leads and they're they're pulling their hair out because they're not converting. And so it's even worse than not having the leads. They're actually getting good quality leads. They can't convert them into business. I don't know if that's a challenge for you. If it is, you know, tell me more. Right. And so that begins the conversation. But it's because I know the frustrations of my target market. I can speak to that in my marketing to get them to take action. And then once a, once a conversation happens, now you're in sales. And that's really the distinction that I've always used between sales and marketing. Marketing happens is everything that happens before a conversation. Once you're talking, now you're in sales. What a great way to think about it, right? Because 
really what you're doing is that you are just focusing on the part about piquing the interest, yeah. you know, at, the, at this point, are you open to, and it really makes this, uh, you know, and it really creates this environment where you can have an intelligent conversation about, about what it is that, uh, you know, that may be vexing, you know, an entrepreneur. And I agree with you that even though you have good leads coming in and you can pay Google and Facebook and whatever other ad network millions of dollars in order to bring the people in. But if your message isn't landing correctly with them and you don't have the right, uh, you know, the right type of targeting in place and you don't have the right conversation to lead them down the path that you want them to be in, you really just wasted a lot of money. Oh yeah. Super frustrating. Super frustrating. Once you get past this, are you open to question, right? And you get the conversation started. What comes next? Well, once they are bringing an open mind to a new possibility that, you know, that they're open to something better, then you want to really set the expectations, how the sales process is going to go, or really just you're starting with understanding where they're coming from. Well, tell me more. You know, one of the one of the questions that I often use when I'm doing a, a keynote at a conference or something like that, I'll, I'll start with asking the audience, have you already decided it can't get any better? Or are you open to a new possibility? I love that question for two reasons. I love it because when we ask ourselves that question, we have to address, are we open to a new possibility? Are we open to growth or more or, you know, because if I don't first believe that more is possible, I'm not going to engage a marketing company or a sales company to help me work out those kinks. So first we have to ask that question for ourselves, but it's a great question to ask our prospects and clients at the very beginning of a conversation because it, it opens them to new possibilities and it's a good place for them to point to, yes, I'm open to, I haven't decided it could, it's as good as it's going to get. Of course I'm open. To, that's usually how they answer it. Well, obviously we're talking. So of course I'm open to new possibilities. Great. Pick an area. Tell me what's, you know, of all the possible sales frustrations, what's the one thing that, you know, you really feel like is not, at the level that you'd like to see, where do you see the most possibility? You know, is it getting more prospect? You might give them some places to look, right? Is it getting more prospects? Is it how you ask questions? Are you handling objections, right? So you know those areas in your business that you want them to zero in on, but you can ask them in a very open-ended question framed around that, are you open to a new possibility idea? That is so profound, right? Because what you're doing is that you're actually leading them down a path that your potential client is answering the questions for you. And that really is one of the most important aspects of selling is actually listening, right? You know, you need to understand, you know, what it is that they're paying because no one wants to be sold to, you know, they really want to be sold with, right. And they really want to, they want to make sure that their values are aligned. They want to make sure that the value, that the value of the service or product, you know, that they're buying is aligned as well, that it's going to do the job. And frankly, is going to have a, is going to have a decent ROI based on the price. Exactly. And that's why, that's why we call it select. You know, you, you don't want to be 
pushy, convincing, or aggressive with it, you want to learn how to ask good questions. And what you're going for, you know, it used to be the ABCs of selling were always be closing. The new ABCs of selling are authentic business conversations. And that's why we don't teach scripts. We'll give you a framework. We'll give you a formula because you need to put that formula into, into your words. You know, I'll give you a, a, a structure for a sales process, a sales conversation where you are in that process. I'll give you some sound bites. But now you have to, to really make it your own. And when you do that and you're focused on listening for the appropriate, you know, are you an appropriate match? And if so, what's the appropriate business offer? Then now you're really serving them, right? You're really allowing them to freely select you and you're selecting them as well as your client because there is a good aligned match as opposed to they feel pressured or some other sleazy, yucky, manipulative sales thing. That is such a great way to look at it. And I really wish a lot, a lot more, especially of those people that just like reach out cold on LinkedIn would use, uh, would use some of those strategies because the fact of the matter is, you know, even if I'm not interested in something, you know, at the moment, I, you know, I do try to archive it. I do try to, you know, keep it in my toolbox in case I need it in the future. Like maybe they don't serve me today, but they may serve me, you know, six months, a year down the line. You don't know, but the surefire way to kill it is to just assume that, I'm going to buy from you right away because you have a pretty picture on your LinkedIn profile. Right. Right. And that's just, that's just not going to work. So <laughs> I really appreciate you breaking that down. Um, Merritt, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your business and how they can reach out to you directly? Absolutely. Um, best website to go to would be MerrittCon.com. It's M-E-R-I-T-K-A-H-N. Uh, if you put a forward slash podcast on there, there's a download that explains a little bit more about the open for business framework. There's a link to take um, a, a, to do a tool that we share with our clients. It's one of the first things we do with clients. It's our SWOT analysis. So we look at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats specifically as it relates to the three components of the open for business framework. So we're going to look at your mindset, the mechanics of selling, the, the things that you have in motion. And unlike other assessments that do sort of a boilerplate, you answered this this way. And so here's your answer. I actually, our team actually looks at every single report. You get human eyes on it and we do a video custom 100% personal for you feedback response. From there, if you want to talk to us further, great. And if we've provided value, that's that's the intention with that offer. So take me up on it. It's I won't always be able to offer that 100% personal response, but right now we're offering that. So that's a great a great thing to take advantage of. And from that site, you can click the Let's Talk button and book time on my calendar direct. You can click the training button and go to, to the select sales page and learn about our training offers. Just connect, connect with me on LinkedIn. Look at my contacts. If there's somebody I know that you would like to know, this is how it starts. Let me help you first. Amazing. Merritt, thank you so much for sharing that and for being so open and having that, you know, such a great offer, you know, that, you know, someone human is going to look at it as opposed to some computer generated report. I think that's gold. Thanks. So 
I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. It's been a great conversation. And please, let's try to help more people close more sales by just asking them to, what are you open to? You know, so I love that. I love that thing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.